Hello, and welcome to the Mama Mentor Podcast. My name is Joyce, and here we talk everything life. So in our last podcast, we talked about just getting our January started and what we're doing as far as that goes. And I talked about how for me, I wasn't really leaning hard into the New Year's resolutions, that I was really focusing more on getting those foundational routines back to being daily routines. And I know that's something we all struggle with in January because we've had a season of holidays and entertaining and stuff that's not usually part of our regular schedule. And so I find that for me, it's a good time to reconnect with those foundational routines. So that's what I've been doing. And it has been going well. It has been going well. I've enjoyed having skincare, which I find especially important in winter because our skin is dry. It can kind of feel tired. And so I'm finding my daily skincare routine is keeping my skin soft. It's keeping it moisturized, which makes me feel good because there's nothing like dry, scratchy skin to make you not feel great. It's also been really good to be being more intentional with my meals and my snacks making everything at home, making it from scratch, reconnecting with those foundational routines and practices. So one of the things that I touched on briefly, first of all, I hope that you've all had a chance to go to my Etsy shop. Mama Mentor is what it's called on Etsy, so you can search that up. You can also find it if you follow me on Instagram. It is in my profile link. If you click on my my profile link in my Etsy or in my um, Instagram, you will, it'll bring you to a link tree. And the very first thing on there is my planner. So I hope you have all had a chance to look at the planner. If you don't follow me on Instagram, it is at seven Martians on Mars on Instagram. And then you can check out the profile link and you can see my planner. There's a direct link to the planner that I made. There's also another link to my Etsy shop in general and other things that you'll find interesting. So if you wanted to get paper notebooks to write in. There's some paper planners too. They're not near as fancy as the digital one. I really put a lot of effort into getting that digital one to be closer, like I said in the previous podcast, to what I was doing when I was doing a paper planner with being able to decorate it and having all the fun pages to be able to really track everything that I'm doing and plan everything I'm doing. And I really, really enjoy using the digital planner. I am 100% a convert now to digital planning. It's so much easier. There's so many more options. You can make it way more fancier. And incorporating decorations and pictures is a million times easier, especially if you're pulling stuff off of Pinterest or pictures from your camera roll on your phone or your iPad. It's so easy. So I hope you've had a chance to check that out. If you haven't, go do that. I would love to hear what you guys think of it and how you're using it. I've had a lot of really great feedback thus far. People are loving it. They're loving the hyperlinked pages. It's easy to navigate around. So I'd love for everyone to start digital planning in 2024. I think it'll make our life easier. It gives us more options, all the things. I'm a convert. I want to convert everyone else now. But the other thing I touched briefly on in the in the previous podcast was decluttering. And that's something that's really on a lot of our minds in January, where we are really noticing, especially in January, and I don't know why it's especially in January, but we are noticing things around our house that may or may not be serving us anymore. 
And it really feels like a good time to do some of that declutter work. We're putting away our Christmas decorations because that part of the holiday season is over. And it's a good place to start. So think about all of the decorations you put out for Christmas. Now, if you are like me, you had stuff left over in your Christmas decorating box. And now is a great time before you put the Christmas decorations away. See what you didn't put out this year. And ask yourself why you didn't put it out. Because there's always a reason. It may not be that it's not pretty anymore or anything. It just may not be serving you. And that's totally fine. And it is a really good time to get rid of some of that stuff that we're going, you know, I haven't put it out this year. I didn't put it out last year. Probably not going to put it out next year. So there's no point in still holding on to it. And it's a good time to pass it along to friends and family who might be interested or just plain ass donate it. You can, of course, sell it on Facebook Marketplace. There is a market for that. People are in the mood right now for, you know, pre-buying for the next Christmas to get some savings so it might be a way to make a few extra dollars that's a great way to I'll probably do a combination thereof of donating and selling stuff so the first place that I would start would be with your Christmas decorations that you didn't put out not the ones you did put out because obviously you like them so you put them out but the ones that you didn't put out that's a good place to start another good place to start is clothing and dishes because you've now gone through a heavy baking and entertaining season, a big dinner season, you know what pieces you didn't use. And again, if you didn't use them, then all they're doing is taking up space. And it might be time to pass them along to friends or family, sell them or donate them. Same with clothes. Some of us have gotten new clothing items over Christmas, whether they were purchased by us or we received them as gifts. And it might be time now to take some of those older pieces that we're not reaching for and donate them as well. Because we don't want our houses to be storage units. And we have a tendency, especially my generation, of my generation is the poster child for in case of. In case I might need this, someday I might need this, What if I need this 10 years from now? You probably won't. Because here's the thing. If you wanted to use it, and if it was useful to the life you currently have, you'd be using it already. You'd be using that sweater. You'd be wearing those pants. You would be putting on that sweatshirt or that sweater or that dress or whatever because you've now gone through, like, uh, like I said, a heavy celebration season. So if you didn't reach for it, it's probably a good reason why. It's because it just doesn't serve you. And that doesn't mean that it inherently has anything wrong with it. It just means it's not serving you. And that's fine. We are all growing every year. Our styles change. Our methods of entertaining change. How we cook change. How we even just live our daily life changes. And it's okay to let go of stuff that is no longer serving us. And sometimes the biggest reason other than the, oh, what if I need it? Well, if you if you need it, you could probably borrow it or repurchase it if you absolutely needed it. But chances are, if you're not using it now, you probably won't be using it in the future. 
So that's one reason we hold on to stuff. The other reason is, and this one is a big one, is, but I spent so much money on it. I have news for you. You're not getting that money back. Whether you give it away, sell it on Facebook Marketplace, or give it to a Goodwill, you are never getting back that purchase price. So it's not like somehow you're getting to hold on to that money if you keep it in your house. It's that money you spent on that item is gone. It's never coming back. But you know what you can get back? You can get back the space that item takes up. So if you're going, oh, well, I, I spent a whole bunch of money on these sweaters. Maybe you had three sweaters. You're like, I spent a lot of money and I used to wear them all the time. And maybe I will wear them again. You won't. We don't work that way. People don't work that way. They just don't. It, when you stop using something or wearing something, it's because you're done with it emotionally. Pass it along. See if you can sell it on Facebook Marketplace. I would say if it doesn't get sold within a week, just donate it. Get it out of your house. Because that real estate in your house is valuable to you. And it's valuable in a couple of different ways. First of all, it's actual space. So by taking out things that are no longer serving you out of your home, you make room to house things that are actually serving you in a really good way. You can, you know, if you've got a totally full pot cupboard and pots are falling out every time you go and find your two favorite pots or three favorite pots, that hassle will be gone if you get rid of all those things that you don't use. You'll be able to just reach in, grab the pots. The pots that you keep will be able to be stored more effectively and more aesthetically pleasing. Decor. Maybe you loved it five years ago or six years ago or three years ago and you don't now. Well, then you don't need to store it anymore. Somebody else can enjoy it. And there is people that will buy it on Facebook Marketplace. But even if they don't, donate it and somebody somewhere will buy it. There's TikToks amass about people thrifting right now. And it's fun. So it will go to a good use. So it's not like you're putting it in the landfill. But having that space to store the things that serve a purpose in your life, that have value currently in your life, is prime. We need to have really good places to store the things that serve us. Also, by being able to effectively store the things that are bringing us joy and serving a purpose in our current life, we can actually put things away. So that eliminates the piles on the top of the dresser, on the bedside tables, on the counter, on the table, on the end tables, on the shelves, where everything just looks overstuffed. I often tell people, you know, because people always like to go look at show homes or, um, you know, we have a, a dream home where, where I live, where every year they, you know, you can buy a ticket to, to have a chance to win this dream home. And it's, a, it's like a million dollar home. And people walk through and they're like, oh, it's so amazing. It's just so beautiful and wonderful. Here's why it looks beautiful and wonderful to you. It's because it's not cluttered. Because you could paint your walls the same color that's in the dream home. You could put the same countertop on your counters that's in the dream home. You could put the same curtains up or the same blinds or whatever. You could recreate that, you know, obviously on a smaller scale unless you live in a million dollar home. But you can still recreate that aesthetic. But what you're really finding 
that's so beautiful to you is the fact that when you're looking around each of those rooms, there is not clutter on the surfaces. There is not piles on the counter. There's not piles in the breakfast room. There's not piles on bedside tables. There's not piles on coffee tables. There's not things everywhere. That's what you are finding so amazing when you're going to these homes. It's not the homes themselves because every home's the same. Kitchen, living room, bathroom, bedrooms, laundry rooms, paint, curtains, carpet, counters. So those can all be recreated. The part that gets you so much is how the feeling you feel walking in there because it feels so well put together. And it's well put together because there's not clutter everywhere. And so if we remove the stuff from our house that is on all the surfaces, then we can put the stuff that we use away And then even if we don't paint or change carpets or change countertops or tile or anything like that, our houses will look better because they are not visually cluttered. So when we walk into the room, we see the pieces of furniture, the walls, the floor and the windows, and and we don't see a bunch of stuff everywhere. Because whether or not you know it, our brains and our eyes notice all of those things every day walking into every room and it clutters us up emotionally as well. That's why it feels so relieving to walk in those dream homes. We're like, oh, this is so relaxing and so serene. It's because we're not being bombarded with a bunch of objects everywhere. So this is how I'm going to do my decluttering. And I do this on a very regular basis. Usually once or twice a year, I go through and give my house an edit. And I am always pleased with the end result. So this is how I like to do it. And you can do it differently on the Mama Mentor Podcast. It's take what works and toss the rest because life is too short to be told what to do. So I take a laundry basket and I will go into a room and I take a laundry basket, a cardboard box, and a garbage bag. So I will take and I do, I'm one of those people... I don't know why. I think it's a family thing where we sort things on beds. And I don't know why we do it. We just do. Or, yeah, just beds. So I will take a laundry basket and say if I'm sorting off the top of my dresser, I will take everything off the dresser and put it on my bed. Then I will clean the dresser off like with a cloth, like a wet cloth, clean it off. Then I can put stuff that I want on the dresser back on the dresser from the bed. Stuff that I'm going to throw in the garbage obviously goes into the garbage bag. Stuff that I am going to give away or donate goes in the cardboard box. Sometimes if I know I'm going to go into a room that's got, it's heavy on those two categories, I might bring two boxes in. But usually I can put it into one box and then I... And then what I do is once I've gone through my whole house is I will let friends and family kind of pick through the boxes and be like, take whatever you want. And then whenever they've picked through everything, then I just take the boxes 
which is why they're in cardboard boxes. I take the boxes and just drop them off at Goodwill. Sometimes if it's like stuff that I know has some value that can be resold, I will put it kind of off. To, I will put it off to the side of my office and then do one big, one big run of Facebook marketplace at the very end. Cause I don't like to do it piecemeal. I like to do it all at once. And the stuff that goes in the laundry basket is, is stuff that I want to keep, but does not belong in the room that I'm in. So that when I'm done in that room, I take the garbage bag, the cardboard box, and the laundry basket out. But when I leave the room, only stuff that I'm keeping that is put nicely where it belongs in the room remains because everything else is leaving the room with me. And then I move on to the next room and I do the same thing. And then once I've gone through the whole house, then I've usually got a couple of boxes of stuff that needs to leave the house, usually a garbage bag. So that can go right out into the garbage can. The laundry basket that I use from room to room, I will usually, after I leave the room, go and take that laundry basket and put all the things away that are in it so that the laundry basket is now empty before I go to the next room. The garbage bag and the cardboard box tend to have stuff in them because it's it's kind of a adding to all the way through the house. So I'm usually not done with those until at the end of the house. And I find that system works good for me because I'm not leaving stuff in the room that I've decluttered that needs to still be addressed. So there's there's not a pile left in the room of, oh, that needs to get put somewhere else. There's not, oh, that needs to get picked up and go for garbage or that's my giveaway pile. That stuff is all leaving the room. So when I leave the room, it's finished. And then I can put the laundry basket stuff away, move on to the next room. And then I keep going throughout my house. And I usually start at my room because it's at the back of the house and move all the way to the front. So that at the very end, like I said, garbage bag right out to the can. I usually put the stuff that's giving away slash goodwill in the mudroom. So that friends and family, I usually kind of take pictures like I'll you know, take pictures of stuff that I think friends and family might like and go, hey, do you want this? Hey, do you want this? Hey, do you want this? And so if they're going, yeah, I'll take that, then I make up bags, like reusable grocery bags, because I have a million of them, those cloth ones. And I will make up a bag and put their name on it. And then I will just say, hey, I'll leave it on my front step for you. Like, I'll find out what day they're going to come. Like, so if they're going to come on a Tuesday, then I'll put their bag out on the step on the Tuesday so that I don't have to be home necessarily to pick up for them to pick up their stuff. I'll be like, yeah, I left your bag on the deck. Just swing by and pick it up anytime. And then they come pick it up and it's good. And by the time I'm at that process, obviously the, em the laundry basket is emptied because I put all the stuff away from room to room. So I hope that all makes sense to you. So I do that a couple times of year just because I don't know, stuff really likes to come into homes and doesn't like to leave. So I, I usually find that this has to happen a couple times a year. The other thing is, is we change our mind about stuff. Is maybe something that we weren't ready to let go of in January. By June, we are. <clears throat> and that's just the reality of it. And that's okay. A, a fourth category that I also like to do, and I saw this. I wish I could remember who I saw it because then I could give them credit for it. But I have a tote. And it's always in varying degrees of full, medium, or empty. Because what that is, is stuff where I'm going, I'm not using it right now. But I don't feel like I'm ready to get rid of it yet. 
So what I do is I put it in this tote and I put it in a closet and I resign myself to one tote of these. And it's a fairly big tote. And the next time that I'm going to declutter, if I, I will open that tote and everything that's in that tote goes. Because I usually do this about every six months. So if I haven't missed it in six months, like if I haven't gone, oh, where is that thing? And then I go, oh, I bet it's in the tote. Look in the tote, find it. It's there, pull it out, start using it. That's okay to do because then I really wasn't ready to get rid of it. But if after six months, I haven't pulled something out of a tote and I don't even really know what's in there until I've opened it, there's a good chance it's because it doesn't serve my life anymore. And then I really have a hard conversation with myself going, uh, you haven't really pulled for this in six months. It's probably not something that's serving you anymore. And if I still like super, I'm like, I know, but I'm really not ready to get rid of this. I'm really, for some reason, I'm really attached to it. Then I'll just put it back in the box. And that's okay because it's one tote in the closet. It's totally fine. It's not overstuffed. It's not, nobody can see it. It's not encumbering my daily life. And I can revisit it later. And that's how I do it. And so I'm about to get started on it. And it's funny because there's a couple places, especially in my room, where I know I'm going to declutter. And part of me is going, why didn't I get rid of this last year? And I don't have the answer to that. And obviously, it's because I didn't see it as clutter or I wasn't ready in my life to have that not be in there. And that's fine. And now I'm going to, and it's kind of exciting uh, because one of the places that I'm going to do this is on my bedside table. So I have an antique washstand as my bedside table and it's got a drawer and it's got a door underneath. And I do use the drawer quite frequently. It's, you know, I'll store like my sleep mask in there, tweezers, hand lotion, um, a pen, because if I leave a pen out on my bedside table for writing, my dogs chew it up. I don't, they won't chew the other stuff. They'll just chew the pen. So I put that in the drawer. But underneath in the door cabinet, I don't ever open it. And so it's got some stuff in there. Not a lot of stuff. But it's got stuff in there. And I'm just thinking, if I cleared out all that stuff, because I literally haven't touched the stuff under there in years. So it probably all can go. When I clear that out... I'm going to put a really nice basket and I even know the basket I'm going to use. And I read most of my magazines digital now. As you've heard on my last podcast in this podcast, I'm doing a lot more digital stuff now. So you can borrow from my library. You can borrow magazines, all of the latest ones. Like when you go into the store and you see all those expensive glossy magazines and you're like, oh, I love those, but they're so expensive. I can borrow those for free from my library. And read them on my iPad. However, occasionally I do purchase a paper copy. Or recently a, my oldest dearest friend gave me a stack of magazines. And I want a place to keep them. Because I do like to read magazines more than once. Especially if they're paper copies. And this way I could put them in a basket. In the door of my bedside table. So that they are accessible to me anytime I want to read them. They're not visually cluttering up anything. They're safe from dust. And it's a cute place to store them. Super handy. And they will get rid of the, because the, they're kind of just piled 
on the bedside table on the other side, which has a bottom shelf, which I want to clear off so that nothing's on that shelf. It'll, it'll move that. So again, freeing up that visual clutter. And there's a couple other spots in my room that I'm going to do that as well. The other big place I'm going to do that is my office and the mudroom. I'm going to leave my kitchen for last because it's a little bit daunting. The nice thing is, is that uh, my oldest son is on the lookout for some kitchen stuff. So there's a good chance that most of the stuff that I will pull out of my kitchen that's going to leave my house is going to go directly to his house, which is great. It's great. I love that. I love that for him. I love that for me. It's going to be amazing. But I'm really going to be thinking hard on what needs to stay and what needs to go because there's really a lot of things that I'm some things I'm holding on to that need to go and that's great some things they just need to be stored better instead of just haphazardly shoved here and there and so the first place I'm starting on is my bedroom and I'm probably going to get started on that today and I'm looking forward to it it's a perfect time to do it. Where I'm at right now, it's really cold. We're still, we're coming, we're at the end of our cold snap, but it's still going to, it's still winter here and it's still going to be cold. You're still not, I don't live in a place where in January you're sitting outside having a cup of tea. It's cold. So it's great to get these house projects that are inside the house done during these colder months for two reasons. First of all, it keeps you busy. Second of all, there's nothing better than a clean space in January. Third of all, it gets the projects done before the weather gets warm because we all know once the weather gets warm, we're outside. We're doing gardening stuff. We're doing outside projects. That inside stuff's just getting left by the wayside. At least it is for me. But it gives me something to look forward to in January because I find for me... January is a hard month because the only holiday that we have in it was right at the beginning. So there's no holidays for the rest of January. So there's no celebrations we're looking forward to. So between New Year's Day and Valentine's Day, that's six weeks of nothing. I have no birthdays in January in my family. There is no celebrations going on in January. And so it really gives me something happy to look forward to to do. And that lifts my spirits and helps me deal with the long, cold days. We also get less sunlight at this time of year than we do get at other times of the year. So we've got more darkness. So it helps through that as well. And I enjoy feeling a little bit productive without being overwhelmed. And by doing the decluttering room by room is great. Because here's the thing. I don't have to finish the room all in one day. I can bring the laundry basket in and the cardboard box and the garbage bag and I can take two or three days and just kind of putter my way through it while I have a show on and that will motivate me and entertain me and I'll feel good at the very end. And so I'm looking forward to that. But it's very low key. That's kind of where I'm at. You know, if you listen to the last podcast that I did, you'll know that my January this year is good being very low-key, really going back to the basics, really not 
like doing good things for myself and my family and my home, but really not trying to live up to any measurements or metrics from outside my home. Like I'm not trying to be super productive. I'm not trying to reinvent the wheel. I'm not trying to go from like zero to 5k in a month. I'm not trying to like only eat clean and never eat any junk food. None of that stuff. I'm just taking it slow. Very nurturing, doing very nurturing things. The self-care pieces, very nurturing. The decluttering is also very nurturing. It always feels better when, you know, bedside tables are cleared off and dresses are cleared off. And, you know, and I can just, at the end of the day, when I tuck into bed, I can be like, oh, this looks really nice. You know, it's nice to watch movies and watch shows this time of year with a nice cup of tea, a nice snack. I have a habit of, I like to eat in front of the TV. Don't come at me for it. We as a family, we just like to do it. We like to... Sometimes we sit around and have conversations, but we like to watch shows while we, while we eat our food. And that's okay. We're not going to hell in a handbasket because we're doing it. But it's nice to sit in a clean environment. It's also nice for getting us ready for those more productive months. So I'm going to be, like I said, more foundational routines in January and decluttering. February, I think I'm going to really start some projects. That's where I'm really going to do my garden planning because I'm going to plan not only my city garden, but planning the farm garden as well. So I'm going to be drawing out plans for that. I'm going to be making a list of seeds that need to be ordered, a list of bedding plants that need to be started from seed or purchased, any, you know, hardscape that's going to do, because as you know, we're doing a nine grid of raised planter beds out at the farm here, and we've got one up so far, so I need to build the other eight. So plan just plans for that. So February is going to be the planning month. Then March is going to be more of that seed starting, starting to amass like items to do projects so that come April, we can start getting started on stuff. We can start tilling up soil. We can start potting on our seedlings into bigger pots so that they can eventually go out into the garden in May and June. I really, I have a couple of crochet projects I want to finish up over this next three months. I'm doing what I've seen very popular right now this year is where I am doing my year in quarters. So January, February, March, April, May, June, you get my drift. So my first quarter, my January, February, and March is going to be a bunch of foundational pieces. Like I said, the decluttering, the routines, the being intentional with the spending. I'm going to really try to just continue the no spend for as long as I can. I have everything that I need. It being more intentional, you know, will be great for those splurges that I want to do in the summer. I really want to finish up those craft projects, like the painting projects, the crochet, the sewing, because I know that once that second quarter hits, my mind is going to be shifting to more outdoor stuff. And I'm not going to be sewing. I'm not going to be crocheting. I also want to really focus on, I've got 
two books that I'm putting out. One is, you guys are really going to love, it's it's a meal plan book, but it also comes with recipes plus a place to write your own recipes so that it's really good comfort food that's easy to make, that's low cost ingredients, a lot of stuff of that is shelf stable. So like, like stuff like spices, cans of tomatoes, cans of corn, cans of beans, that kind of thing. That is really good family meals that you can make and feed your family. You can make a big batch of it and feed your family for two nights or, you know, make a double batch and share with a friend, that kind of thing. So that book's going to come out. Um, I've also got a series of children's books that I am writing because it's something I've always wanted to do. So I'm going to try to at least get the first book published by the end of this first quarter. And also there's going to be another kind of life analogy book. I'll leave it as a surprise. And they will all, all of these things will be available on Amazon. And I will make sure that there's links to them that you guys can find so that you can purchase them. And just different pieces through throughout the quarter that are aligned with the foundational routines and getting stuff on the go. For example, pretty soon on my Etsy page, there is going to be little trackers for routines. So a house cleaning one, a meal planning one, a savings one. And I am going to have a discount code for my podcast listeners that you guys will be able to get. If you use this code, you will be able to get 50% off the price of these. And they're not even going to be expensive to begin with. So they're really going to be really inexpensive stuff that you can either print out and use for your routines or you can use them again on your on your iPad through GoodNotes that you'll be able to use them on your iPad to keep track of stuff. There's going to be a meal planning one. There's going to be a house cleaning one. There's going to be a savings one. And there's also going to be a garden plan one. And it, there's going to be two different ones. There's going to be, there, actually, there's going to be three. There's going to be ones for pots, ones for raised planter beds, and one for in-ground garden. And like I said, I will give you be giving you guys, when they come out, I will let you know when they're out on my Etsy shop. And I will be giving you guys a 50% discount code. that. So if you go to my Etsy store and use that code, you'll be able to get 50% off those products to use in your home just as a little thank you for being listeners and I think that's a great way I know for me to start my 2024 this quarter is to get those foundational things started because as we know if we get a good foundation started then we can build off of that you know if we're getting those routines in if we're getting those spaces cleaned if we're you know having a mindset of oh I'm drinking more water and I'm moving my body and I'm you know making sure that if I bring something into my house something goes out of my house I'm not adding to the clutter I'm using my daily planner to keep track of my schedules and to keep track of my goals and to keep track of my successes because I don't think we should just keep track of the things that we want to do I think we should keep track of things we have done you know 
write down in your planner, I did three loads of laundry today. I made uh, a double batch of a casserole, so we're having supper tonight and tomorrow. I made a really great soup. I had lunch with a friend. I didn't stop and buy myself an expensive coffee. I made something at home. Those kind of things. Keep track of those successes. And when we get those foundational routines in the first quarter down pat, that once things start really ramping up, kind of that April, May, June, second quarter, those foundational routines are going to really help to propel us into that second quarter where we are going to see that we are being able to do more things in our life that we enjoy and that serve us. You know, and this isn't all about productivity. We are not being slaves to productivity in 2024. We are just not. What we are doing is we are leaning hard into the things that bring us joy, the routines that bring us joy, the routines that make us feel good, moving our body. We are letting go of that, I have to be in the gym for two hours every day, six or seven days a week. No, we have to move our body every day because we love our body and our body loves us. It doesn't matter what size you are, what age you are, just move it. And we're going to celebrate that we moved it. And maybe today we did go to the gym and we did an hour at the gym. Maybe what we did is we walked around the block. Both of those things have equal value and it's time we start recognizing that. It is time that we stop romanticizing busyness. Because it is just as good for you as a person to sit wrapped up in a comfy blanket, watching your favorite show, you know, with a nice tea or coffee and having some time to just relax. That is just as valuable as if you went into your office and cleaned it from top to bottom. We need to stop tying our personal worth to our level of worldly productivity. Because I am worth just as much as a person if I sit in my bed and read a book while I'm listening to music as I am if I go out and spend half an hour shoveling snow. I and realize the importance of those pieces in the balance of things. Yes, we need to get our houses in order. We need to be doing the chores. We need to be doing the meals. We need to be being mindful of how we're spending our money and possessions that we have in our house so it's not decluttered. But we also need to make sure that we are making time the same way we would make an appointment for things like reading a book, sitting in a chair in the sunshine reading a book, having a long bath while we watched a little movie having lunch with a friend, going out for coffee with a friend, journaling, working on our planners, doing some skincare, painting our fingernails, reorganizing our closet, donating stuff to Goodwill, writing chapters in a book, all of those things we need to start seeing, I think, and I believe, and I'm going to do, all on the same level, 
that they're worth the same amount. So that when somebody asks us what we did today, that we never again say nothing. Because unless you're literally lying in bed, staring up at the ceiling, completely still, that's when you did nothing. Because if you had a bath and read a book and painted your nails and did a face mask, you had a self-care day. If you went out window shopping with a friend and then finished it off with a meal and then came home, you had a social day. If you went into your office and, you know, knocked out two chapters of a book you're writing or you're working on schoolwork, then you had a work day. But they all have the same level of value. And we need to remember that. Same with when we're moving our bodies. Don't glorify two hours at the gym more than you would 45 minutes swimming. Or a half hour walk. Or half hour of shoveling snow. They're all the same because we've moved our body. And we've done something good for our body. And that is how I'm starting off my 2024. That is how I am working on this quarter is getting those foundational routines, mindsets, just really solidified so that as I launch into second quarter, I'm setting myself up for more success. I'm setting myself up for more happiness. I'm setting myself up to not be burnt out, to be frustrated, and to be overwhelmed. And I think in 2024, a lot of us are on that page where we're done with the burnout. We're done with the judgments. We're done with having to apologize, taking a day. And I, for one, am no longer going to apologize for it. Because we don't need to. Somewhere along the line, we got the idea that if we were busy from sunup till sundown, grinding away, that we are having a more valuable day than if we curled up with a good book. And that's simply just not so. So, if you haven't already, follow me on Instagram. It's at 7 Mars. That's where you'll be able to see the day-to-day progress of stuff that I'm doing along these lines of setting these routines in place. So I'll be showing you, you know, the muffins that I'm baking and the cookies that I'm baking and the buns and, you know, the before and afters on some, on some decluttering, if I'm brave enough. That's when I'll be putting in some daily tips and tricks that you can do kind of day at a time. So in between the podcasts, you're still getting that, that cheering on, that inspiration, that, that, feeling of cohesiveness of what we are doing this year. So I really encourage you to follow me along on there and feel free on my Instagram too to comment like on any of my posts on something from the podcast. Be like, yeah, I really resonated with that podcast or hey, what about this or what about that? You know, I answer, I answer all my comments on my Instagram and I would love to hear from my listeners because I now have listeners in Canada, the United States, the United Kingdom, Russia, the Netherlands. Where else do I have? Is that where? I, is that everyone? Canada, the United States, 
the United Kingdom, the Netherlands, and Russia. So those are five places that I have listeners now. So I would love to hear from my listeners how you're starting your year. How do you feel about doing what I'm doing where we're setting some foundational routines for success for the rest of the year? I would love to hear what you're doing, but definitely follow along with me on Instagram so that you can see kind of more of the day-to-day things that I'm doing. And I'm also going to show little projects, you know, the little crochets and the, and the quilting that I'm doing. I also have some painting projects that I'm doing inside, so that's where you'll be seeing that as well. Also, I will be letting you know both on the podcast here and on Instagram when I when those downloadable digital products are available on Etsy. And like I said, you'll be able to download them and either print them out on paper or use them on your iPad in GoodNotes for some of the helpful bits that I'm putting out that's going to help you with these routines. So it'll be things like checklists. It'll be things like prompts for your journaling, prompts for your planner, spending trackers, savings trackers. Uh, I'm going to put out a room by room kind of declutter list, like the top 100 things you can declutter. Probably, I'd probably do a whole house 100 list. And then definitely things that you can do in each room on a weekly basis just to keep up with the room being clean and fresh and all of that. I'm also going to be putting up just some affirmation things so that you can set the right intention as you start your day. So if you're into meditation, as you go about your journaling, into your planner, that you'll be able to have some really great affirmations. So watch for that on my Instagram and I definitely will be announcing it on the podcast as well. I hope you all are staying warm. We are doing a good job here of staying warm. It's touch and go, but the a little bit warmer weather is coming, but we're still going to be in winter till probably mid-March. So that's why I said my first quarter is all going to be setting the intention for the rest of the year and getting those foundational rece- routines set in place so that they're working and that they're habit forming and where I'm really striking a huge balance between my rest and recuperation and my productivity so that I can be successful without being burnt out. And I hope you all can do the same. Like everything else on the Mama Mentor Podcast, take what works and toss the rest because life's too short to be told what to do. I love you tons. Please share this podcast with your friends and family. I would love to have more listeners and I would love to get into more countries. And I will see you on the next one. Bye-bye.